Psalm 119. I'm going to start out with reading the first nine verses. Psalm 119, verse 1 says, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart, when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes, O forsake me not utterly. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way, by taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee, O let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. So tonight, I'm looking at the lifeline of the Lord, devotions, the lifeline of the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for the opportunity and privilege we have to be here tonight and to be uh, meet together to encourage one another and so much the more as we see the day approaching. Uh, we thank you for the word of God that we can have and study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Help us to rightly live by thy truth and help us to make application to our lives for thy good, our good and thy glory, we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You might say the, the passion of the psalmist is summed up in verse 5 where he says, Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. You know, if our ways were directed to keep his statutes we would be described as verse 3. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. You know, verse 2 says, Blessed are they that keep his testimonies, that seek him with the whole heart. When I was reading that, I thought about Caleb. You know, five times it said about Caleb, He hath wholly followed the Lord his God. And all through his life, you know, even facing the opposition of his brethren, and then the opposition of the, the, the Anax, the children of Anak, the giants, that didn't deter him. You know, he wholly followed the Lord his God. Uh, and so, you know, we, we, need, to, we need to have respect, uh, have our ways directed to keep the statutes of the Lord. And if we're going to do that, there must be personal time with God. It's imperative. Uh, some might say, well, I go to church faithfully. I hear preaching and teaching from the Word of God a time or two or three or four a week. Is that personal? Well, some of it's personal. You can make it personal. But that's not getting your own food for your own self. You know, the things that I, the things that I learn the best are things, you know, I may have heard them, but then I study them for myself and have to work through them in life. You know, many times the, the things that, I, that I've learned the best are things that I've been challenged with. Uh, see, really, receiving the Word of God, and, and it's important, it's, there's nothing that can take the place of that, but we need, this, we need to feed ourselves also. You know, we can't live on, you couldn't live on 
three or four meals a week. So we shouldn't live on three or four spiritual meals a week either. We'll be like the Corinthians. We'll be like babes. Or like the Hebrews that he wrote about in Hebrews 5 when he said, you're dull of hearing, you're unskillful, Uh, you're spiritually lazy. That was how they were described. So there needs to be a personal time with God. Of course, that speaks of Bible reading and its importance. As Think about the importance of the Word of God. Verse 1 says, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. If we want to have, and again, verse 9, Wherewithal shall young men cleanse his way? You know, young men are very susceptible to temptation. And he's giving them a warning here. Look, young man, if you want to cleanse your way, if you want to have a clean life, take heed thereto unto thy word, according to thy word. So, this is the importance of the Word of God. If we want to walk in the ways of the Lord, if we want to walk, have a clean life, you know, we have to spend the time in the Word of God. You know, it is the source of our faith, and it's the faith that gives us the victory that overcomes the world. It's our faith in God that helps us to stand when tested. The reason that children of Israel didn't stand is they really, really didn't believe God. They wouldn't go into the promised land because they really didn't believe God. Of course, Hebrews 3 and 4 tells us, you know, not to be like them, who had a root of unbelief. It is the source of our faith. Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Joshua 1, 8 talks about meditating day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that's written therein. You know, I've heard, I've heard people say, I wish I had great faith. Well, you can. It's not really that difficult just takes time and effort. And what you read will affect your faith. You know, Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, you know, Timothy was, of course, a a young man um, in the ministry and, you know, Working with Paul, of course, he faced a lot of obstacles, but Paul was the main character that took the brunt of that. Now Timothy's uh, uh, sort of on his own, and so Paul's challenging him and look, saying, Look, Timothy, he says in verse, 1 Timothy 4, 13, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by the prophecy, with the laying on of hands of the presbytery, and meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself, and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Again, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? So we might say, where would a, how, can a young man, how can a young man save himself from sin? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. And this is what Paul's telling Timothy here. Look, Timothy, you need to take heed to yourself. Because you need to meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to the doctrines of the word of God. You know, how we live is determined by what we believe. And that's what doctrine is. That's what doctrine is. That's why a lot of churches are changing because they don't teach doctrine. They don't teach doctrine. Because, this is what they say, doctrine divides. And it does. But doctrine gives you clarity. 
in the Christian life. You know, these same people that want to lay aside doctrine, they talk about all these gray areas. Well, it's because their doctrine's not clear. Doctrine's not clear. And we'll see a little, look at that a little bit later, that idea. But, but anyway, so meditate. Uh, you know, so we need to meditate. If you, again, if you want faith, read the Bible more than anything else you read. You know, if you read 85 verses a day, you read the Bible through in a year. Just 85. That doesn't take very long. You know, the New Testament is 260 chapters, 180,751 words. If you read 495 words a day, you would, you would, uh, uh, that can't be right. Yeah, 495 words a day, you'd read it in a year, the New Testament. 495 words. Uh, It's not 85 verses, it's 495 words. that's about, somebody said that's about an eight and a half and eleven piece of paper on one side. So if you read that much in one day, you could read the New Testament in one year. Ten chapters a day, you read the whole Bible in three, three times a year. That doesn't really take all that much time. It's a matter of priority. You know, some, why don't I? Well, we don't want to. You know, there's a, there's a, there was a man in, in Maine, and <clears throat> he was having some difficulties, and, and I said, well, are you reading your Bible? He says, no, I don't like to read. But he could sit over at the dump and read the Uncle Henry's, which was a, a, like, a, like a Craigslist type book, you know, with all that kind of stuff in it, you know, car, he, you know, he loved cars, and he loved dealing with cars and boats and all this kind of stuff. He, he could sit over at the dump and read Uncle Henry's from cover to cover. Um, Don, Don, uh, yeah, I can't even think of his name now. I have a senior moment. Um, anyway, I'll think of it ten minutes from now. Uh, an old preacher, he's with the Lord now, he said, the reason you don't want to read the Bible is because 75% of it's against you. See, it reveals us for who we are. That's why we don't want to read it. So we need to read it. Listen to it. I mean, in this modern age, you can listen to it. You can be driving your car and listening to it. You, know, you can get apps on your phone and you can listen to the Word of God. And I would challenge you to do that too because you know, you'd be surprised as you listen to it. I, I remember when I was going to Bible school, I drove 85 miles one way, two nights a week. And so <clears throat> um, that's how I learned my Greek alphabet. I had to put it on cassette tape and listen to it on the way. But then I would also sometimes listen to the Bible on the way. I had had uh, Alexander Scorby or somebody, and so I'd listen to it, and every once in a while I'd, I'd stop it. And I'd think, wait a minute, I don't remember ever seeing that in there or hearing about that, hearing that, you know? Listen to it. Uh, it is a source of faith. It gives us direction. It gives us direction for life. Uh, verse 3 says, They also do no wicked, they, they walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. 
Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. So the, the word of God gives us direction for life. Psalm uh, uh, 119, 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto thy feet and a light unto thy path. And verse 128, uh, not verse 128, um, verse 130 says, The entrance of thy word giveth light, giveth understanding unto the simple. So it gives us direction for life, uh, directs us to what is right and what is wrong. And, you know, again, we have to understand that no scripture is of any private interpretation. So you can't just take a verse, pull it out of the Bible, and build a doctrine on it without it agreeing with the rest of the book. It has to be rightly divided. There's no private interpretation. Holy men of God spake as they removed of the Holy Ghost. First Corinthians 14, 32 says the spirits of the prophets, prophets are subject to to the prophets. So when that Mormon guy tells you, well, we got another book, and in that other book it says this, you tell him, the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. So if they don't speak according to this word, it's because they have no light in them, Isaiah tells us. Isaiah, in fact, that's actually Isaiah 8.20, to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it's because they have no light, there is no light in them. But Proverbs, look at Proverbs chapter 4 in verses 18 and 19. Proverbs 4, verses 18 and 19. And it says, the Bible says this, Proverbs 4, 18. But the path of the just is as a shining, the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. So, the path of the just, so the just man that walks in the way of the Lord, that seeks to keep his commandments, his path is lighted more and more. In other words, his understanding about the issues of life increases. Because, it, it, again, it, it says it shineth more and more unto the perfect day. But the way of the wicked is darkness. It's darkness. So the more of this book you read, the more of it you meditate and think on, and as you compare, begin to compare Scripture with Scripture, because that's what will happen. The more of this book you put in your mind, the more of it you'll compare with itself. And, and, and it, you'll begin to understand how it applies to everyday life. You know, you compare Scripture with Scripture, the, principles with happenings of real people in real life, not imaginary, and your path would become clearer and clearer and clearer. Because you understand more and more about this life God has given us. So it gives us direction. It keeps us, of course, from sin, verses 9 and verse 11. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word? With my whole heart have I sought thee, O let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. John seventeen seventeen. Jesus said, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. That word sanctify means to set apart. So he's talking about a continual, you know, sanctification is a progressive thing. It's a continual thing in the Christian life. So, so we need to continually sanctify ourselves 
by the word of God, by the truth of the word of God. So it will keep us from sin. Uh, It gives us a basis upon which God judges. So it reveals to us, you might say, it reveals to us God's standard of right and wrong. Of course, God's standard of righteousness is the Lord Jesus Christ and perfection. But as we walk in this daily life, it gives us understanding in what is right in the sight of God and what is wrong in the sight of God. 2 Timothy 2.15 Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we, it, it's, it's a book to be studied compared with itself. And, and so... Uh, and when we study, we will show ourselves approved unto God. Uh, John 8, verse 31 and 32. says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So there's a continuation spoken of here. If you continue in my word, ye shall know the truth. The truth, again, like it said in Proverbs 4, the truth will become clearer and clearer. And God's righteousness will become clear. You begin to understand God's judgment upon sin and sinners. And, of course, it is, it is by the word of God that we examine ourselves. James chapter 1, in verses 22 through 25, the... Uh, James, the uh, half-brother of the Lord Jesus Christ, James 1, 22-25 says this, But be you doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto man, beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty... And continueth therein, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Now, I want you to notice a couple things here. He says, Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty. Do you know that law, you can't have liberty without law. If you don't have any law, you're going to have every man doing that which is right in his own eyes. And you'll have, you'll have a society, a church, a business, a, a, a game that be comparable to the book of Judges. Chaos. That's what the book of Judges was. Chaos. Chaos after chaos after chaos after chaos. It's all chaos. And every man doing what he thought was right. That was really the theme of the book. It says at the beginning of the book, it says at the end. And every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And it's a book full of chaos and terrible things. Terrible things happening. Men living like beasts. No. If you want liberty, you have to have law. If you want your children... To give you rest, there must be correction. In other words, the law has to be applied to the seat of the learning. And they will give you rest. Chasten thy son, and he shall give thee rest. He, he shall be a delight to thy soul. 
Proverbs tells us. So, whoso looketh, you know, it's like you're looking into a mirror, you're gazing into a mirror and looking at yourself. And, and, and so, whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, the, the Word of God, and continueth therein. In other words, you look into the Word of God and you just don't read it just for sake of reading it, but you read it for learning and for application. For your own good. For your own examination. You know, we should read the Bible for our own examination. What is God saying to me? What is God instructing me in and commanding me to do? What is God correcting me in? Those are all things we need to consider when we read the Bible. And, you know, the, one of the things, that, the beauties of the Bible is there's lots of illustrations. You go to the Old Testament. The Old Testament is really a book of illustrations. I mean, you know, the New Testament truths are illustrated in the Old Testament somewhere. You know, for example, Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Christ's sacrifice for our sin was illustrated in the Passover lamb. The fact that we have a substitute is illustrated for us in Isaac being offered by Abraham, and, and the Lord stops him, is about to kill Isaac, and there's a ram in a thicket, and, this, and the Lord instructs him to offer the ram as a substitute. See, we don't have to die for our sin. We have a substitute. God would provide what? Himself a lamb. Yeah, that's an example. That's an illustration. We've got illustrations of what happens to you if you resist the will of the Lord or the Spirit of God and live in sin. Samson found out. Got his eyes plucked out. He just thought he could whip anybody anywhere, anytime. But he found out when he violated the oath that he was under, the vow that he was under, and just did his own thing, lived for his passions, that the power of God could depart from him, and did. See, we have these illustrations in the scriptures, and they're like warnings along the road. And then there's some that are, you know, do as they did. There's others that don't do as they did. So, to examine ourselves, it gives us food to help us grow, 1 Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes desire the sincere miracle of the Lord that may grow thereby. Of course, Job said in Job 23, 12, Neither have I gone back from the commandments of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. So the word of God is like an unto bread and water and, and those things that we need to sustain the body that help us grow. It's like milk for a baby. And we should desire it. Uh, it is the means of knowing the Lord. Of course, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. The same was in the beginning of God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. Verse 14 says the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And then you go to 1 John chapter 5, and he says, This is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. So it's the means of knowing the Lord.
So that's its importance. It's practice. We need to do it every day. Every day. Verse 2 says, Blessed are they that keep his testimonies, that seek him with the whole heart. The whole heart. You know, if you're something, if you're wholehearted about something, it is, it is a priority for you. Verse 10 again, With my whole heart have I sought thee, O let me not wander from thy commandments. So it needs to be something that we do every day. Just as your body needs feeding every day, and it cleanses, it, it, it does, has cleansing things it does every day too. It gets, gets rid of the waste. And so we need spiritual feeding and cleansing each day. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, Though the outward man perish, the inward man is what? Renewed. How often? Day by day. Day by day. You would keep a fire going. You have to keep fuel to it. If you forsake the fire, it's going to go out. You have to keep fuel to it. When the priests were told to light the lamps in the tabernacle, they were to burn nonstop. They were not to let the fire go out. But in 1 Samuel, when Eli and Hophni and Phinehas, when Eli was a high priest and Hophni and Phinehas, who were two wicked sons of Belial, the Bible says the lamp went out. The lamp went out. The lamp of God went out. And there was no vision. In other words, there was no word from God until the Lord called Samuel, called to Samuel. You see, we need this... Every day. Now, I don't know what your schedule is. I always say I think it's best in the morning. Uh, you might want to do some in the morning, some in the evening. But Psalm 63 says in verse 1, O God, thou art my guard, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. You know, I find if I don't do it in the morning... It probably isn't going to get done. Because other things, other things take precedence in the rest of the day. Early. Uh, Need a place where you're not disturbed? Maybe with pencil and paper? And, And read through the Bible. Jot down questions. Truths, applications. Tell someone what you read. You know, we just need to do it every day. And so that's, that's uh, Bible reading. And of course, when we speak of devotions, there should be a prayer time. And it's important because prayer is your communication with God. Again, Psalm 63 and verse 6 says this. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. You know, Daniel, 
Daniel 4 and verse 5 says, I saw a dream which made me afraid, and thoughts upon my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. Verse 13 of that same chapter, he says, I saw in the visions of my head upon my bed, and behold, a watcher and a holy one came down from heaven. Daniel 6.10, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. The psalmist said in Psalm 55.17, Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. First, Timothy, or First Thessalonians 5.17 says, Pray without ceasing. You know, you don't have to be huddled in a corner somewhere with your eyes closed to pray. But I do think we need to take some time apart to seek the Lord, not just reading His Word, but praying, communicating with Him, and seeking His face. You know, the psalmist, again, and the uh, Daniel's practice was three times a day, and the psalmist said, evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Uh, you, can, you can pray while you're driving. You can pray while you're working. I remember talking to an old preacher, and he pastored a church that's known for its power in prayer. And I was talking to him, and he said, well... He said, this is the kind of people we have. He said, I, there was, there's a man, an older couple in the church, and he's a farmer. And he said, I went out to visit him one day. And I said, I drove in the driveway, and, and I got out of the vehicle, and I didn't see anybody around. And so he said, I, I knocked on the door, and there was nobody there. So he said, I was still, when I ran by the barn, and, and he said, I was going around the side of the barn, and I heard him. He was around back of the barn. He was working at something. He was talking to the Lord while he worked. He said, this is the way these people live. And this is the secret to their power in prayer. You know, prayer is a time to praise and worship God with thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You know, those are all things that need to be part of prayer. The model prayer begins with our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It's, it's magnifying or worshiping the Lord. That's how it should begin. It is time to confess sin and make sure things are right with God. After all, if we give, forgive not those that have trespassed against us, neither will our Heavenly Father forgive those that have trespassed uh, um, our, our sins. Uh, so, it's kind of confess your sins and make things sure things are right with God. First John 1 9 says, If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's time to make your requests and burdens known. God wants us to make our requests known unto him. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. <clears throat> says, and that's, yeah it is. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing, 
That word careful has the idea of anxious or anxiousness or worrying or fretting. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So God wants us to make known unto him our requests with thanksgiving. 1 Peter 5, 7. Casting all your care upon him. For he cares for you. Remember, we're his children. And if, as children, we should go be able to go to our father and say, Hey, I got this problem. I need help. I need your help. Now, you maybe didn't have a father like that. I understand. But our Heavenly Father cares for us. And He wants us to cast our care on Him. Because it's His responsibility to supply our needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus, Philippians 4, uh, 19 tells us. So, make your requests and burdens known. Uh, it's time to give yourself to God and His will. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice. So we ought to present ourselves to the Lord and to His will for each day. You know, Jesus prayed for the Father's will to be done. You know, it isn't always that we like, we all, that we, that we all, it's not always we want to do the will of God, is it? Mm-mm. Now, I'll be honest with you, I don't think Jesus really wanted to become sin for us. He didn't. But he said, Nevertheless, thy will be done. Thy will be done. See, doing the Father's will is not always, in fact, for the natural man, for, for us human beings, it's just not always easy. Sometimes it's just plain hard. Because it costs. But prayer is a time to give ourselves to God and His will. Give ourselves to Him. So it's important. It's important. Um, Again, you can do it before and after Bible reading. I know some people think you should do it before your Bible reading. I do it after. Uh, Make a list. Discipline yourself. Spend time. It is the primary means, a primary means of spiritual warfare. Look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. You know, he talks about putting on the whole armor of God and, you know, and being girded about with truth, breastplate of righteousness, feet shod with the preparation of gospel feet, and taking the short of, shield of faith and the, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And then he says in verse 18, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And so, it's a primary, it is a primary means of spiritual warfare. And so we need to make our requests known on the Lord. We need to spend that time in communication with Him. It's like getting instructions from headquarters. 
that we might do his commandments. So, devotions, the lifeline, your personal time with the Lord, it should be preeminent in your life. It will satisfy your thirst. It will feed your soul. It will it'll, it'll enhance growth in your Christian life. And give us strength for the battles we face every day. But we have to have a plan. Do you have a plan? Are you exercising yourself in that plan? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for your word. We thank you for the time that we can study. Thank you that we can, we can have uh, each have a copy and read uh, at our leisure at any time we, we like. And I pray that you'd help us to see the importance of spending the time daily in your word and in communication with you through prayer and the importance of it. So, Father, just give us... Um, the wisdom and the fortitude to just apply this to life and make it a practice, make it a priority that we might um, succeed in our walk with you. We do pray in Jesus' name. Amen.